Welcome to Jaguar Jabber, weekly world news, an Icona podcast series released each Friday, relaying the international events over the past week. A huge thank you to Jess Reynolds and Maddie Glom for creating the music and artwork of Jaguar Jabber, respectively. Let's get to the news. Hi, I'm Managing Editor Imara Saez, and this is the news from Friday, October 2nd through Thursday, October 8th. Early Friday morning on October 2nd, President Trump tweeted that he and First Lady Melania Trump tested positive for COVID-19. Later that day, Trump left the White House via helicopter for Walter Reed Medical Center, where he remained through Sunday. Since then, he has returned to the White House and is being monitored. So far, at least eight people who were close to President Trump over the past week have tested positive for the virus, including the First Lady Melania Trump, former White House Counselor Kellyanne Conway, Trump campaign manager Bill Stepine, senior White House advisor Hope Hicks, Republican Senators Mike Lee, Tom Tillis, Ron Johnson, and the University of Notre Dame President Reverend John Jenkins. Those who tested positive were all present at an event at the Rose Garden to introduce Trump's Supreme Court nominee, Amy Coney Barrett. The event was held outdoors, but there was little social distancing and few masks, so the event is being regarded as a superspreader event. On Friday, Kentucky Attorney General David Cameron released the full 20 hours of audio from grand jury proceedings in the case of Breonna Taylor. On Saturday, October 3rd, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio announced that schools and non-essential businesses in nine zip codes of Queens and Brooklyn would need to close down starting Wednesday. The areas in question experienced a positivity rate of 3% for seven days straight, prompting the anticipated closures. The closures have been met with protests and resistance. On Monday, October 5th, Armenia and Azerbaijan accuse each other of attacking civilian areas. This comes after nine straight days of conflict over the Nagorno-Karabakh region. At least 260 people have reportedly died, marking the deadliest conflict in the South Caucasus region in over 25 years. On Monday, Regal Cinemas announced that they will temporarily close all 663 of its movie theaters in the U.S. and U.K., they didn't provide a timeline for when the theaters would reopen, and they also blamed the move on the postponement of several major film releases due to the pandemic. The closures will affect about 40,000 workers across the United States. On Tuesday, October 6, the FDA published new COVID-19 vaccine guidelines, mandating a medium two-month waiting period for all phase three vaccine trials following administration of the shot to test for negative side effects. This means that it is unlikely a vaccine will be approved before the election. Also on Tuesday, Facebook announced that they will remove any Facebook pages, groups, and Instagram accounts representing the QAnon conspiracy theory, even if they contain no violent content. The change is an update to a policy created in August that only removed QAnon accounts discussing violence, which resulted in the ban of about 1,500 accounts in total. The first and only vice presidential debate took place on Wednesday night, October 7th, at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Vice President Mike Pence and Senator Kamala Harris met in Salt Lake City, Utah, for the debate. USA Today journalist Susan Page moderated the 90-minute event, which covered topics like the coronavirus pandemic, racial politics, and the Supreme Court vacancy. On Wednesday, two ISIS militants arrived in the U.S. to face federal charges. They are being charged in connection with kidnapping, torture, and abuse of Western hostages. The two men, who are from the UK, made up half of an ISIS group called the Beatles. The group was accused of beheading American journalists James Foley and Stephen Sotloff to produce ISIS propaganda videos. 
They were captured in Syria in 2018, have been detained in the American military in Iraq since October of 2019. If convicted, they could face life in prison. On Wednesday, Derek Chauvin, the former Minneapolis police officer who was charged in the killing of George Floyd, walked out of prison after posting a $1 million bond. Chauvin faces second and third degree murder and second degree manslaughter charges for pinning his knee on George Floyd's neck for at least eight minutes back in May, which resulted in the death of George Floyd. He could spend up to 40 years in prison if convicted. He's expected to go on trial along with the other officers who were involved in March of 2021. On Wednesday, Emmanuel Charpentier and Jennifer Doudna were awarded the Nobel Prize in Chemistry for their creation of a gene editing tool called CRISPR-Cas9. It acts as genetic scissors that can cut DNA at specific locations, and it has been used in experiments to treat certain conditions like sickle cell disease. This is the first time that a pair of women have jointly won a Nobel Prize in Chemistry. 13 people were charged Thursday, October 8th, in an alleged domestic terrorism plot to kidnap Michigan's Democratic Governor Gretchen Whitmer. The alleged scheme included plans to overthrow several state governments that the suspects believe are violating the U.S. Constitution, including the government of Michigan. The Commission on Presidential Debates announced Thursday morning that the second debate between former Vice President Joe Biden and President Donald Trump will be virtual. In an interview with Fox after the changes were announced, Trump said that he would refuse to participate. After Trump said that he would refuse to participate, Biden stated that he would participate in an ABC News town hall in Philadelphia on October 15th, during which he would take questions directly from voters. The Trump campaign, hours after saying that Trump would host a rally on October 15th instead of debating, then said it would participate if next week's debate is pushed back a week and the final scheduled debate was also pushed back a week. The Biden campaign refused this offer, stating that the dates were agreed upon back in June. Hurricane Delta is expected to make landfall Friday afternoon in Louisiana, specifically in the same area hit by Hurricane Laura in August. Delta may be a powerful Category 3 hurricane when it makes landfall. So that's the news for this week. Thank you for listening and make sure to stay up to date by reading our website and listening to our podcasts.